Welcome to the Confessions of a Loveaholic podcast. Join me, your host, Emmy Hernandez, on a journey where we help women heal and find soulmate love to help rewire their brain and nervous system so healthy love is on the radar and it feels like home instead of heartbreak. Whether you've found your soulmate or your journey is just beginning, we'll explore the energy healing practices like meditation, yoga, and have straight talk about toxic addictions. You deserve safe love. Whoever you attract to your life is not determined by what you want. It is determined by who you are. So you are who you attract. So it's so important to go through a process of introspection, of self-discovery, and ask yourself, am I the one that the one I'm looking for is looking for? Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. In this episode of the Mamas con Ganas podcast, I'm interviewing Jose Antonio Valencia, life and relationship coach. Mamacita, I'm so excited to be here with Jose Antonio. So Jose Antonio is my life coach. And I always say everybody needs a life coach. So on a previous episode, I interviewed my husband's life coach, Melanie Clark. And now I'm bringing you my very own life coach, Jose Antonio. Jose Antonio, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Valentina. It's such a pleasure to be here. And to be with your audience. Yes, I'm sharing pieces of my life and like the best parts of my life here. And I'm really excited because today's episode is dedicated to all the single mamacitas, the single ladies who are looking to find the love of their life, who are wanting to manifest that perfect husband, the perfect mate. And Jose Antonio, I wanted to bring him and do an, uh, an episode on this to help and guide you on how to basically prepare yourself for finding the love of your life because there is a certain strategy to this, as, as you may. It's not just something haphazard. There is a reason why some people attract the right people. And so if you're looking for like dating, but like the serious type of dating and you're looking to find that love of your life, Jose Antonio is the man. So before we delve into that subject, Jose Antonio, so that my audience gets to know you a little bit better, can you tell them where you're from, where you grew up, and a little bit of your background? Of course. Again, thank you so much for having me here today. So, well, I'm uh, originally, I'm Ecuadorian. I'm from uh, the city of Quito. I'm uh, based now in Miami, Florida. And my background, I was a, a corporate executive. I was blessed to work for Fortune 100 companies in the marketing department for almost a decade until I got to a point in my life when I was thinking, wow, I have some certain degree of success, but at the same time, I'm hating Mondays and I'm loving Fridays. So what's wrong? So then I realized that I was doing what I thought I should be doing instead of doing what I love. So I hired my own life coach and my life started shifting. I changed my mindset. I started looking at life from a different perspective and I loved coaching so much that I actually ended up studying it and becoming one. 
That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And like, yeah, I think life coaching is something that if you're fortunate enough to have, to have, and to be able to get, it's something that can be transformational. I mean, Jose Antonio is a person that I call when I have these moments of doubt or um, anxiety, or I literally, I'm saying, what is the right choice? I know that there's, that Jose Antonio can help me resolve this issue because you guys always ask the right questions. Coaches, I think the best coaches are the ones who make you think, who make you lead you into the right direction. And uh, yeah, very fortunate to have you in my life. I say the same thing. I'm so thankful about you because you inspire me on a daily basis for everything that you do. So, Jose Antonio, for the mamacitas here wanting to know, how do they... Let's go. Yes, let's, let's tell them. Okay, how do they find the love of your life? Tell us a bit about what that means, what that entails. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, let's get it. Let's get into <laughs> it. That's, that's a powerful question. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> we, have we have some time. We have some time. And the single <laughs> ladies, they're going to hang out until the very end. <laughs> well, that's the kind of question that we have to kind of like slice it and dice it into small pieces because that's like kind of like ordering like the, the steak, the house of steak, the one that takes like an hour to prepare and then they bring it like a 30-ounce steak. So, oh, geez, I want to really savor this, right? I want to slice it and dice it, have the right wine so I can really enjoy every single piece of it. So talking about love, the question about how do you find the, the love of your life, we have to break down into like a lot of different pieces because it's such a powerful, such a complex question, meaning the result you get from that question is not something like just picking up, you know, like a new pair of shoes or picking up a new car or even buying a new house, right? You are basically talking about finding the match, the person who is going to be your life partner, the father of your children, your best friend, your lover, your helper, your advisor, you know what I mean? Like a family leader. So we have to break it down into like a lot of different pieces. So let's start by saying something that is very, very important. Whoever you attract in your life, is not really determined by what you want is determined by who you are. So the first relationship Wait, re you need to have- repeat that, repeat that again, because I think they need to let that sink in. <laughs> oh, of course. So whoever you attract to your life is not determined by what you want. It is determined by who you are. So you are who you attract. So it's so important to go through a process of introspection of self-discovery and ask yourself, am I the one that the one I'm looking for is looking for? I love that. You know what it's I mean? So important because I feel like, you know, first of all, when you can, when you talked about food, I was thinking to myself, there's a lot of people out there that are not looking for that filet mignon. They're looking for that fast hamburger. It's just fast food, easy come, easy go. And they're not really wanting even that filet mignon because there's a lot of uh, like dating where it's just mindless dating almost. It's no, it's no longer sometimes looking for that right person because sometimes we can be so broken by a relationship of the past that we can become so disillusioned and hopeless that the person that we actually really want could exist out there. Totally. So you're so right, because we don't know what to look for in the first place. 
many times, right? We might go, as you said, you might go to a restaurant and there's like so many options, right? And everything looks so good, but you have to ask yourself, what is the right thing for you? Because good is not always right. Just because someone looks good, that does not mean that is the correct person for you, right? So yes. you need to know what is right, not only what's good, but what is right. And that's why out of all the plethora of choices and options, you know, out of the millions and millions of single women and single men that are out there, you have to be very focused and realize really, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? But before getting there, you have to look into yourself. Yes, that's so, that's so important because I feel like another thing that's happened in our, in our present society is that people are always focused on out there. What do I want that person to look like? What kind of bank account do I want them to have? You know, and, and they have a list of the things that they want that person to have without stopping to think, well, wait a minute, what is it that I can offer to the person who's coming into my life? So right, like a lot of times when uh, single people come to me and they tell me, okay, Jose Antonio, I'm ready to have a long-term relationship. I want to be stable. And most of the times what they do is they, they just start hitting out like every happy hour, every charity gala, you know, any kind of community event. They kind of like start looking outside for the person. And I tell them, no, 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 wait a minute. You have to look inside first before looking outside. But how am I going to meet the person if I don't go to all these dinners, galas, events, invitations, happy hours, whatever it is? Don't worry about that. God will take care of the how. You take care of yourself. You do your part. You invest in yourself. You become the best version of yourself. And then you will bump into that person in any circumstance. doesn't matter. Even during quarantine, you can still bump into people wherever you are, even if you are just, you know, going just to do your grocery shopping, even if you are just going down to your lobby in your building to get some packages from whatever, you know what I mean? You can still meet that person. God will do his part as well, but you have to first look into yourself and you become the right person. I firmly believe in that because from personal experience, when I met my husband, my now husband, Mark, the last thing on my mind was finding a husband. Like the last thing I, you know, a year prior to meeting Mark, I had, you know, I had separated from my ex-husband. I was in the middle of a heartbreak. I was doing so much internal work when I met my, when I met Mark that I was so focused on bettering myself because I, I came out of my previous relationship realizing that I didn't want to commit the same mistakes in the future that I had, you know, made in the past and that I knew that I wanted to become a better version of myself. And without even looking for it, God just sort of plopped him into my life. So I do firmly believe that. And you hear that all the time. You hear people say, oh, well, I wasn't really looking for somebody. And then all of a sudden, it happened to my best friend too, Wendy. In a moment where she wasn't looking at all, her husband came into her life as well. So I do believe that when you're working on yourself and you're doing your part, it's sort of like it takes two to tango. Well, when yeah, you're dancing the tango, God will find a tango partner for you. <laughs> I love that. And, and I, I think what, what you mentioned is so right, because I think that the, 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 the moment when you are at your prime, at your best, 
Meaning when you are less focused on looking for a person, that's probably when you are you know, in the best position to find that person. Meaning if your life is complete by yourself, and that's, that's one of the, 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 the myths and the lies of the movies. Like, you complete me, that's pure BS. Yes. I'm I sorry. Yes. It's totally <laughs> nope. BS. Yeah. Like, <laughs> girl, nobody comes to complete you. You have to be complete by yourself. Someone will come to compliment you. But the whole you complete me BS, that's leave it that to Jerry Maguire or just to other, to other movies. But that does not work in real life. So that's why if your life is complete, if you are so much focused on and you're so much in love with yourself, with what you do, with your life, with your friends, with your hobbies, with your career, with your vision, with your purpose, with your health, with all the different pillars in your life, actually, when someone comes into your life, it's a little bit of a sacrifice, meaning you will have to sacrifice something out of your busy, fun calendar to dedicate time to that person. And that's when you know that you're ready, that you're good, that you're in a good path. Sometimes, the, most of the times, it's the other way. People are not complete you know, in their lives. They are not completely fulfilled. They're not living like a happy, joyful, meaningful life. And they think that the other person will come to bring all these you know, expectations, to fulfill all these expectations and that's terrible because then you have like your box of expectations and you're you're just like ready for to give it to someone else like oh these are all my expectations and i'm unfulfilled so thank you for coming now you fulfill them you cannot put so much burden so much responsibility on someone's shoulders you know what i mean that's why you have to be complete because otherwise again you will attract another incomplete person remember what i mentioned a few minutes ago you are who you attract. So if you are incomplete, if you're at your 50%, guess what? You're going to attract someone else at their 50%. You know? Like totally. if, you're fly, if you're flying like in a, in a, I don't know, in a Cessna, Cessna fly like at what, like 10,000 feet, but you, you want to attract like a, a 737, those big birds fly at 30,000 feet. You know what I mean? Like, you're not in the same radar. You are not going to even see each other. And you want to track now a Gulfstream? Those puppies fly at 45,000 feet. So how can you be like a, a Cessna wanting to attract, you know, a private jet? You know what I mean? You are just never going to bump into each other. So that's why you're going to attract just another Cessna, you know, with one engine. That's it. Yes. Now, I want to say something here because that is not bad news, mamacita. It's good news because the reality is that, is that if, we attract, if, we, if we attract who we are, then as long as we work on ourselves, then we can eventually attract the person, our ideal mate. And so it means that everything is under our power because a lot of times I think people lose hope you know, about finding that relationship or the love of their life because they think that everything is outside of their control. When in reality, everything they have to focus on is within and that is 100% under your control. You are the pilot of what you are becoming and what you decide to do with yourself and how you develop yourself and your, your self-improvement. And this world is totally in your control. 
Exactly. You nailed it right there. It's in your control. It's up to you. Your life only becomes better when you become better. Simple as that. It's your choice. You want to fight for a good relationship? Work on it. Work on yourself. That's all you got to do. Put hours into it. And there's a formula to do that. I developed an exercise that actually gives you like a step-by-step formula to make it happen. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about next. But before you go, I want to grab onto that thought that you said that your life becomes better when you become better. And I think that's why everybody who is in the realm of self-improvement and spirituality knows that that's the truth. When we become better human beings, when we get more aligned to our creator and to God, our life is just better. Totally. And I think that this moment of quarantine is actually a blessing in disguise because so many times we might have the excuse of, oh, but I, I don't have much time to do this and to do that. Now you have more time than ever before. Yes. So actually use this time as a blessing to help you get better. And if you're listening to this and it's not quarantine anymore, make the time because your life will become better when you become better. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. So let's get right to the chase. So what's the first thing we need to do in order to start, you know, manifesting, bringing the love of your life? Of course, absolutely. So I developed an exercise that has four very simple steps. And we can go through kind of like the the experience press the quick version of it so that okay. people can get the most out of it. We can, I usually do this with my clients in a much deeper kind of like level, but I think that we can give you like the, the draft version that's going to yes. be able to help a lot of people. And it's not that complicated. So what I would like to ask uh, your audience is to get maybe like a blank sheet of paper, maybe like a notepad, maybe a tablet, whatever it is, a journal. And just divide the page in half. Okay. Also, okay. I just want to say that if you do want the exercise, we're going to be putting it on PDF on the notes of this episode, mamasconganas.com forward slash 40. So when you go there, mamasconganas.com forward slash 40, you can actually download the exercise. We're putting it up. Awesome. And so it's very simple steps. So what we're going to do is we divide the sheet in half, right? We draw a line through the middle, a vertical line through the middle. So in this case, since we're talking to all the single ladies here, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the left side of the column and we're gonna put a title and that's gonna be ideal husband, right? Or ideal man, perfect. So the first step is that we're gonna start describing in detail what this ideal husband uh, looks like. But not looks like from a physical point of view, more about character traits. We're gonna describe this person's values, qualities, principles, okay? So be detailed about it and start just writing and writing and writing and writing. Most of you girls probably already have this checklist, right? but we're gonna focus mostly on the non-negotiables. Think about the things that are really the most important to you. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you're, I don't know, maybe you are like a 
a health coach. So that means that health is really important for you, right? So you're going to describe your ideal mate. You are probably not going to be with someone who is playing video games, right? And eating Doritos and donuts every night, you know, and exercising like once a month. You know what I mean? Maybe you want to describe someone who is, okay, who eats very healthy, has a, a regimen of exercise, you know, stuff like that. So you want to be detailed about it. Not just, don't just write, I want a healthy person. No, like how does that person manifest his health? Okay. Because Maybe that can mean different very, things uh, to different people. That can mean different things to different people, right? Exactly. And, you know, if, if, if health and exercise is not really that important to you, means that you're flexible about it, then okay. Then that's, not, that's, a, that's a negotiable one for you. But think about your non-negotiable. So think about health. Think about family. Think about these uh, friendships. Think about um, career, vision, purpose. Think about how this person is with his finances. Think of, you know what I mean? Think about these things that are relevant for the future. You know, is this a person that has, I don't know, that is responsible, a good steward of his wealth? Is this a person that has a savings account? Hello, you know, is this a person that just, or has a person that has, like, I don't know, a credit card debt of thousands and thousands of dollars and a very like low credit you know what i mean because i'm not talking about is does this person has money or not is this a person who is responsible with his money meaning like if if an extra income comes in is he gonna go just straight into buying the uh, latest you know model of range rover or he's gonna invest it is he gonna pay debt you know i so, think these are a lot of things that people don't think about they might just see it, like you said, it might, you, you might just see in yourself, well, the person with this type of car, the person with this exterior, but we're not really going in deep, like you said, in ter terms of character. Because behind that yeah. Range Rover, what type of person is he? You know, does he have a good credit? Do they invest? Do they actually, are they responsible with their money? That's, that's very key. Exactly. So, so important because at the end of the day, that person is going to be the father of your children. You know, you want someone who has the capacity, the self-control to put some money into investments or into savings instead of just being seduced by the new, the new car or let me get a boat or let me get this new toy here and there. You know what I mean? Think about, again, think about family. Family is something very important to you. And I know that a lot of your, uh, the, the women that listen to you are Latinas, right? So we Latinos have this special kind of like vibe with our families. You know, we're more family oriented. So let's say that uh, your family lives, you know, in South America and you talk to them like every single day or you have family here or that live with you and you get together with them every single weekend. You're probably not going to be that comfortable with someone who is not a family oriented person who gets you know, bothered if you are talking with your mom every two days or if you want to see your family every weekend. You know, because maybe that person was raised in a different way. or Maybe that person just gets together with family once a year. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So is that going to bring a problem? How are you going to educate your kids? You know, are, are the kids going to be homeschooled? Are the kids going to be going to private school, to public school? Talk about faith. You know, what is faith important to you? Are you a Christian? You're a Jewish? You're a Muslim? You know, how important faith is to you? Because if you're someone who goes to church every Sunday, who reads your Bible every day, 
who I don't know who get together with uh, women and do a Bible study every week. That means that okay, faith is very important to you. You might have a problem with someone that you have to drive to church every single Sunday. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Stuff like that. Before I forget, I wanted to let you know that I have a free gift for all my listeners. It's a free abundance guided meditation that I created especially for you. It's the meditation that I use on a daily basis. It will help you bust through money blocks to realign with receiving what you want. There's a lot of power in giving yourself positive suggestions to develop an abundance mindset. And also there's power in visualizing a compelling future so that you can create new momentum in the direction that you wish your life to go. So if you want to attract more abundance in your life, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash abundant. So describe the person in detail. That's step number one. Describe in this case, the ideal husband, right? Now, step number two, we're going to go to the right column. And in the right column, we're going to put a title, Ideal Wife. So what you need to do, uh, women in the audience, is visualize the person that you described in your left. Visualize the ideal man that you just described. Visualize it almost in a way that you can almost see the person in front of you. Remember, it's not about, ca- it's not about physical traits. It's about qualities, personality, character traits. Okay, so you're describing that ideal husband, that ideal father of your children. Now that you see that person, almost can imagine that person in front of you, what you're going to ask yourself, what kind of wife, what kind of ideal woman this ideal husband is looking for? Okay, so you're going to start thinking like like this man thinks. Now you're going to start kind of like figuring out his lifestyle, his priorities. And you're going to start describing the woman, the ideal woman that this ideal husband is looking for. That's very important. Yes. I think a lot of times that's what we forget. We, we think to ourselves, this is what I want. That's what I want. We have like a shopping grocery list without realizing that that other person is also going to have their set of expectations, as you may, or because of what they also, the work that they've done for themselves, they're also wanting to attract. If that person is financially responsible, they're also going to want to attract somebody who is financially responsible as well. Oh, yeah. We're going to go that into step number three. Okay. So it's great. You, you nailed it right there. So when, this, when you guys, when you girls describe the ideal wife, remember, this is the guy. The ideal the, husband. The, the ideal, yeah. You first describe the ideal husband, right? Okay. And now you describe the ideal woman. For him. That this ideal husband is looking for. Perfect. Right? That, that's step number two. So this kind of guy is looking for this kind of woman. And as we mentioned, kind of, we, we gave a, a couple of examples before, right? If this guy is like a, I don't know, he owns a gym or he's a, a personal trainer. This guy is like a nutritionist and his life is around health and nutrition. What kind of wife he's looking for? Again, he's going to be kind of like looking for a person who is also has a lot of priority in health. You know, a person who also exercises, a person who's going to be careful about what kind of food they're going to buy for the kids, you know, that they're going to procreate, stuff like that. Now, once you describe the ideal wife, the ideal woman, now you're going to go into step number three. Step number three is the self-assessment. And this is very, very important because now you are going to go through 
each one of the things that you wrote that you that you used to describe the ideal uh, wife, the ideal woman, and you're gonna go and put a check in the ones that you think you're good, or you're gonna put a X in the ones where you think you need to work on, or you're gonna put even a question mark in the ones that you might think, I'm not sure about this, okay? So you finish your self-assessment. That's the hard then, part, I think. Oh, that's, that's the most important part. <laughs> yes, it's the most important and it's the hardest part, because that's when you're like, uh-oh, I got a lot to work on. <laughs> exactly. That's a hard part. That's why you have to be so honest with yourself and you have to be very transparent. The more honest, the more transparent you are, the more you will get out of this exercise. So as you mentioned, there will, you will be confronted. You will get to a point that, oh, I have to work a lot in this one, or maybe I have to work a little bit in this one. You see? So if you finish the exercise and you have a lot of X's or a lot of question marks, well, don't panic yet. What's going to happen here? There's a couple of choices, a couple of options. If you have a lot of X's, you have to actually now do a second self-assessment and go and ask yourself, is this really the person that I want to become regardless of the person that I want to attract? Oh, I okay. love this that. Is, is this, this the is person I want to become regardless of the person that I want to attract? Exactly. Because you know what happens, in, you, what happens in a lot of cases is that once you do this self-assessment, some people that I have worked with and a lot of people actually then see this person and they realize, but I don't really see myself becoming that person. Not because you cannot become the person, because you don't really idealize this person as the one that you really want to become. So guess what happened? It's probably because you've been looking for the wrong person in the first place. That's you so see? true. Because, and that's why clarity and vision, and you always talk about laser focus when we have our calls, is so important because the more clarity we get on what we want, the more clarity can, we can get onto who we want to become and then our action steps, then that comes, that comes as like a second thing. But first, we need to know exactly where we're headed and where we want to go. Totally. Clarity gives you power. The more clear you are, the more intentional that your actions will be. So in many cases, you have to go through this exercise to realize that probably you were not looking for the right person in the first place. Remember, good is not always right. Just because someone looks good does not mean that that is the correct person for you. You might have been idealizing a person for yourself because of, I don't know, influenced by media, by TV, by magazines, by movies, by society, by family, by friends, you know? So probably if you have been idealizing, okay, this is the perfect husband that I want to be with, and then you realize that this perfect husband, ideal husband, is looking for this kind of woman. And then you realize, but this is not really the woman that I want to become. That, that looks fake to me. That doesn't look joyful to me. That doesn't look genuine, authentic to me. Bravo. You did a great job. Because then you realize, oh, no wonder I have been looking for the wrong person in the first place. So in that case, what you have to do is redo the exercise again. 
and get rid of all the wrong drivers, the wrong motivations that were influencing your criteria. You just need to change the criteria of the man that you're looking for. That will that. match your ideal version of yourself. The ideal version of yourself. Yes. That's why it's like, exactly. it's sort of, that's why they say that relationships are the perfect mirror because we end up mirroring the person that we're with. Because like, you know, yeah. in the sense that we attract so who we are. Yeah. And now that you mention that, that's actually a good point. Now, this exercise, this exercise by no means implies that you have to find someone that is exactly like you. Not at all. Now, actually being with someone who is like too much like you actually becomes probably a little boring. You know, differences are good. Differences are really good in relationship because it keeps the mystery going. Yes. And so polarization have, brings attraction too. Yeah. So it's great to have differences, but as long as they are not in the non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Look, I have been able to coach and to work with couples that are like very different from one another. Like for example, uh, and I've seen happy relationships and happy marriages between vegans and carnivores, between introverts and extroverts. You know, so it, it, you can have a, a, a differences in these kind of areas, but as long as they are not attacking the non-negotiables, you're good. It's true. See, it's not about liking the same music, liking the same hobbies. No, it's okay. Have those differences. That's good. As long as the non-negotiables are not a threat in your life. Okay, so let's get back to the self-assessment. Uh, the other uh, possible scenario, if you have a lot of excess, but then you go to the ideal person, the ideal uh, wife and woman in this case, and you realize, yes, you know what? Actually, I might have a lot of excess, but yes, that's the ideal person that I want to become regardless of whoever I want to attract. You know, that's the person that, I don't know, that I feel it's the best version of myself. Okay, perfect. Again, don't go into crisis mode. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get stressed because you have a lot of excess. Actually, be happy because now you have clarity. Now you know what you need to work on. You just have now, you, you have actually now in front of you a blueprint, a plan. Okay, now I realize no wonder I was not attracting the ideal man. No wonder why my relationships were failing. No wonder why my relationships were toxic. Now, if I work on this and this and this and this, now you can actually put together a, a plan for each one of these. Okay, perfect. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on that. How you're going to put some strategies, some action plans, some objectives, and you're going to, I don't know, dedicate some weeks, some months, whatever it takes to become that person. And also, by the way, don't think that because you have a long list of things to accomplish that, oh my God, that means that I'm, it's going to take me like three years in order for me to get a date. No, not at all. As long as you establish healthy patterns, you're doing more than good. Meaning if you still need to work a lot, again, in whatever of these areas, just start being disciplined, consistent. Establish patterns because patterns are more important than potential. Don't a lot of people sometimes come to me and tell me, 
and say to me, wow, this girl, this guy has a lot of potential. You know what? I don't really care about potential. I care, show me the patterns. Show me the history. That's so in, Maybe, That's so true. Yes, you're right. People focus so much on potential when in reality, well, you need to be looking at the, their patterns of actions. What they're doing little by little consistently speaks more for them than what their potential could ever be. Totally. Your patterns are the ones who are going to be actually determining how uh, validating your potential. See? So if you, if you ask yourself, okay, I want to I wanna find a person who is this and this and that. Okay, look at the patterns. Has he been working on this? You know, maybe the person is not yet financially where the person would like to be. But guess what? This person already paid all his debts. This person is investing in education. This person is already starting, you know, his little new business, like small, but, but he has a plan and he has the strategies and he has been investing in himself. Okay, that's great. That's pattern. That's a good pattern. It's just a matter of time with that discipline, with that consistency, with that responsibility that he's going to get there. You yes, know, maybe. absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes like with Mark and I, I think we both met each other at a moment in time where we weren't the best versions of ourselves yet, but we were both working towards that. And I think when you, when you align yourself with people that are working towards the same goal, it's you kind of push each other to become better and then you grow together because you sort of have that same vision for where you're going. And I, so like you said, sometimes that person that comes into your life, that's your ideal mate is perhaps not where you want them to be, but eventually they'll get there and you can grow along with them. And so analyzing totally. those patterns is so important because then you also have to look at your patterns and saying, well, what, how, what am I doing to also get to where I want to be? Exactly. That's so important because I think that I truly believe that when you move, God moves. Meaning if you're already making that commitment, establishing those patterns, having that structure to work on whatever area that you need to work on, God will help you. God will intervene. Things will happen yes. if you're showing the patterns. And that's why, again, it's very important that those patterns are in, again, in all the different areas of your life. Maybe you have Maybe you went through a breakup or through a divorce. Maybe some of the audience here has gone through that. Well, or you have to make sure that you also have gone through healthy patterns of healing and forgiving because you don't want to get into a relationship without having you know, enough time to mourn, to grieve, and to heal. And to heal, absolutely. And well, interestingly enough, in my case, I sort of healed after I found Mark and a lot of our self-improvement process we did together and we had to do, but it was not, it was not easy because doing this type of work that you're describing in, in reality, doing self-introspection is a, a lifetime of work and it's something that takes commitment. You realize that it's worth it along the way. And a lot of times also in relationships, you start complaining about the other person and that's when you actually need to look at yourself work on yourself and it's funny because I always have this happen with me in my relationship that is that as soon as I stop criticizing him and start working on myself it's as if he fixes himself by himself hmm. it's really weird it's almost like you attract you because you said you attract what you are becoming yeah and that's why with a lot of people that I work with a lot of single people that I work 
I get them, I, I, I uh, encourage them to go through a six month challenge or even through a one year challenge. And that challenge is six months, no dating, or even one year, no dating. Wow. So wh why? Because during these six months, after, after going through the self-assessment and after going into a much, you know, after we dig in deeper into the person, then we realize, okay, how much we need to work on. Okay. You know what? One year you're going to commit no dating. And a lot of people, you know, bring a lot of resistance to that. But actually after the year is done, you know, they thank me so much because just it's just a matter of commitment if they do the mental commitment actually in some cases they might be ready before the six months or before the year but it's more about the commitment they are willing to work on themselves because also we have to remind the audience about something really really important how much baggage do you want to bring into a relationship because most of the relationship problems are not really relationship problems, are individual problems brought into a relationship. So when I work with couples and they come to me and they tell me, okay, this, these are our relationship problems. I tell them, you know what? Let me rephrase that. These are not really relationship problems. The relationship problems that you guys have are like small, are like really easy to fix. Most of the problems are your individual problems, are your individual baggage that you both brought into a relationship and the relationship is only magnifying your junk, your baggage, your things that your unresolved issues, your unresolved problems, the things that you have not dealt with from the past. Yes, absolutely. And it's funny because I know there's been times where I've called you and I'm like, ah, and then you're like, okay, let's work on you. And I'm like, what? but it's his problem. And you're like, no, 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 let's work on you. But it's so, but, but it's true. We all, it's like, we need to realize that what we're bringing to the relationship a lot of times is baggage from our previous past experiences. Yeah. And besides, we all know that relationship and marriage are a lifetime work. You yes. don't just work, you don't just work to attract the person to get the ring of the finger, put the ring of the finger, and then you're married and that's it. I'm done. No, not at all. It's that's when constant, the work starts. Work. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's beautiful work. It's obviously work that you do from your heart and your, and, your, and your soul. But, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. Relationships, like true relationships take commitment. It takes compromise and it takes a lot of self-work. It does not, it's oh. not something because, and that's why a lot of relationships end right now because they think people have this false idea that things or that life in general is like, should be easy, but mm. it's not. And actually the life worth pursuing, I think brings a lot of obstacles and challenges. Yeah, but it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. But it's, but it's a full-time job. You know, yes. it's a full-time job, especially knowing that men and women just by, by default are so different, right? Men and women, we are wired in a very different way. We think differently. We act differently. We feel differently. So just by default, men and women have a high degree of uh, incompatibility. Even worse, if you bring a lot of your baggage, it just makes a lot of things a a way more difficult and that's why if you work on yourself now again this does not mean that you have to come like already 
picture perfect, you know, like the princess or the prince charming. No, as long as, again, you work on your patterns and you work on identifying uh, what your weaknesses are, what your struggles are, what you have not healed or you have not forgiven, great. Because guess what? More problems and more troubles are going to come in your future. And you need to be able to resolve the conflict when conflict comes because conflict will come. There's always going to be some kind of conflict. There's always going to be differences in relationships. It's just a matter of how much are you willing to work on that? Because you know what? The number one reason why couples fight is just uh, conflict resolution, meaning the lack of ability to resolve conflict. That's the number one reason why couples fight. Many people think, okay, no, the number one reason couples fight or get divorced are uh, lack of communication or finances and stuff like that. But you know what? The root of it is conflict resolution. So when conflict comes, how do you resolve conflict? A lot of people are not used to resolve conflict, especially nowadays, because as soon as things go sour, they just say, you know what? Done. It's easier to walk away, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm deuces, I'm out, next. So you don't learn to resolve conflict. You see, our grandparents used to like just stay and work on things. There was no, no swiping left or right at that time. It's like, no, dude, like you're staying here. I make a commitment. Uh, you better either go and walk it off, cry it off, come back tomorrow, come back in an hour, and we'll talk. and We will resolve this. And that's the commitment right there. Yes, yes. I mean, a lot of people in the past also put up with a lot of stuff too. But <laughs> yeah. Different times. But I do agree. It takes commitment and it takes... And it takes two people to say, this is going to be what is going to be. And we're going to work our way through this. Because if yeah, because one person's doing all the work and the other person isn't, then that doesn't work either. Exactly. But now that you mentioned that, actually, that's a great segue to uh, the step number four in the exercise. The step number four. So before so you step do step number one, do the recap of the three steps again to remind okay. them. So step number one, you'll define the ideal husband, right? You describe the ideal husband, the character traits, the values, the principles. Uh, step number two, you describe the ideal wife that this ideal husband is looking for. Step number three is the self-assessment, where you actually go through this description of the ideal wife and you realize, yes, this is the person that matches my ideal version of myself, the best version of myself, and then you put together a plan to work on all the areas where you find flaws, where you find weaknesses. But step number four is now, now that you have described two people that make a great match, step number four, you're gonna describe the ideal relationship. Meaning why are these two people so great to each other, for huh. each other? That's See? kind of fun, that's why? a fun exercise. I think yeah, that's, that's the then, fun part of the whole thing. And you get to be like, okay, like, why are these people so good together? What makes, them so, why, what makes them have so much fun and synergy together? Exactly. That's the fun part of it. Because it's not just about describing two people. It's about combining these two people. And why are these a power couple? You know, why are these people together so strong? What is it that these two people together can achieve together? Right? Because... Two people, it's, like, it's just like the law of the synergy. 
two people with the same kind of like vision and life, they can achieve a lot more. Let me give you a, a, an example about how powerful synergy is. Uh, do you like horses? I do. I love horses. Oh, okay. So it's one of my power animals. Oh, I, I love <laughs> but that. I, when I want to feel power, I put myself in the state of a horse. That's the oh. actress in me. <laughs> Perfect. Then it fits great for the example because I'm going to tell you about the most powerful horse that exists in the world. And that's the Belgian horse. The Belgian horse is the horse that can pull the most weight. So if you're talking about pulling horses, strong horses, a Belgian horse by itself can pull up to 8,000 pounds. Wow. It's a lot. So if you put two Belgian horses together, logic will tell us, okay, it will be 16,000 pounds twice, right? But that's not it. Two Belgian horses together can pull up to 24,000 pounds. What? So like more than double then? Three times more, but it gets better. 24,000 pounds without even all the proper training. If you train those two horses and you prepare them, those two horses can pull up to 32,000 pounds together. Wow. Mind blown, right? And that's the power of synergy. So if these two people merge, become a power couple, they have similar visions, similar purposes. They help each other become the best version of themselves. They are there to support each other when one falls. They are there to cheer for the other one when the other one achieves some victory. If they are there during their whole life, they will achieve so much more. For not only for themselves, for their families, for their kids, for their children, but for the community, for the world. Oh my and God. that's why it's so important to describe the ideal relationship. Like, why, what are these two people going to do together? They're not going to just Netflix and chill every, every night. You know, these are powerful people that are going to be actually doing something good for the world, serving other people. That's amazing. I love it. That should get you guys all excited, mamacita, because I'm excited and I'm not even single. <laughs> I'm excited for all you ladies. Well, well, you and Mark are a power couple already. I'd like to think so. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a, I do believe that what two people can do together, like you said, there's so much power in that union. And because you're pushing each other along and you're, you're, it's like a, your cheerleader, your best cheerleader. And also when you don't do things right, they're there to basically call you out on it, which I think is so important. And sometimes we're so unwilling to listen to our weaknesses, but it's so important to be able to open to like, you know, when our, our the, the person that we're with tells us, hey, you know, you weren't really the best version of yourself here and they're able to realize it, then, then you make yourself stronger. Then you do that for him. And that's why that synergy is so strong in it. And you're so powerful together because you're, you're really pushing each other to the best of your capabilities or your capacities. Yeah. I love that. Actually, a word to describe your spouse that I like to use a lot is just helper. Meaning your spouse is going to be your number one cheerleader, your helper. And you have to be the same for that person. Two people help each other out. Because I don't want to, this might not sound that romantic, but marriage is a long-term partnership. Simple as that. Yeah, it includes 
a lot of perks. I, I love that. Right? I don't know why it's not romantic. I, th- I find that I, th- I find a lot of beauty in that, the long-term partnership, because it's like you create this world where it's like, you're there for the long-term. People like to feel like secure that they have someone that they can count on. I love that. I guess I'm old fashioned that way. <laughs> no, but that's, that's why if you look at it as a long-term partnership, it's like, imagine like you're merging like two fortune 100 companies. Mm-hmm. You're there for the long run. You're willing to invest a lot of money. So you're going to go through all the books of the other company before merging both companies, right? You're going to make sure that these two companies together are going to complement each other and we're going to make it so much better. So that's what marriage is about. You're going to help me. I'm going to help you. We love each other. And the perks are that, yeah, we have all the, the, the couple stuff, the sentimental stuff, all the loving stuff. But here we are, we are mostly best friends and helpers to yeah. each other. It's true. You know, it's, it's interesting because in, in our society, sometimes we're foon sped this idea. And, I, and for, I'm talking for women right now, um, that you're going to have this knight in charming armor that's going to come rescue you. But in reality, it's like we almost have to rescue ourselves before we even get that prince. Oh, you know, yeah. That, el, el Príncipe Azul, you know, like they say in Spanish, that Prince Charming doesn't really exist until you become the princess yourself. Oh, heck yeah, totally. I, I always tell this to the guys. Don't look for a princess in need to be rescued. Look for a queen who's willing to fight by your side. Oh my gosh, yes. And the same thing for us. We need to look for that king who's willing to like, you know, feel comfortable with having a queen. <laughs> of course. But that's why girls don't look, again, and that's why you have to look for the patterns right? Don't look for the, you know, just for the six foot, you know, buff, athletic, nice car, dude. No, look for a guy who's going to be a a leader, a protector, a provider, you know, again, don't look for, you know, don't, don't, that's why get rid of the fluff, get rid of the irrelevant stuff. You know, get rid of all the toppings and get into the real nutrition of it. What are the real things. What is the criteria that I need to have to find the ideal person? Don't sacrifice long-term happiness for a short-term pleasure. Yes. You know, it's interesting because right after I separated, like when I, you know, I separated, my divorce took a very long time, but right after I separated in my most heartbroken moment, I remember like a month later, I was on the beach in Hawaii because I had gone there on vacation, but it was like the most miserable vacation because all I did was cry, cry, Mm. cry, cry. I took a notebook and I wrote down like my new criteria for my future mate. Because I remember remember thinking to myself, at one moment in time, although I'm not ready right now, I want, my idea was marriage. That's always been to me very important. I saw that my parents were happily married. They've been happily married now for Oof, over, I don't know, 40 years or something. Like it's a long time now. I think they're coming up to 42 years. Sorry, mom Come and dad. On, that's great. They listen to all my podcasts and they're going to be like, you don't even know how long we've been married, but they've been married for a long time. And they're legends. My, yes. And my grandparents too. And, and that, that was always my ideal. And I remember writing down my new criteria and it was very different criteria, Jose Antonio, than it had been in my twenties. And I was 
29 at the time, I think, when I wrote it, but it was very different from my early 20s. The new criteria was so much more based on character than on outward appearance, appearances. And I knew that there were certain things like sense of humor and integrity and honesty, that those were the things that were going to be my non-negotiables. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes we get caught up in this, uh, this idea of what we want externally something to be, but all that stuff, I mean, we all get old with age. I mean, that's the reality of it. You know, we can't expect to be having that like, you know, supermodel husband forever because we're not going to be there either one day and we're getting older as we go. They're going to get older. And sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations of what we want when in reality, what really matters is like the, what's inside and what that person is willing to do to be with you, to be by your side, to, you know, to luchar mostly when it's when the heart when hard times come is that person going to be by your side to me that was another non-negotiable i wanted somebody who was going to be rock solid when things went, uh, went hard in life because i'd realized that life wasn't you know always a piece of cake anymore um mm. and and i and i think so this exercise that you're giving my, my mamacitas is so so important it, it it's going to change your life because you're going to get perspective on what you really want and on the person you want to become it's going to give them mm -hmm. clarity as to what they're actually looking for versus what they think they might be looking for totally and 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 thank you for sharing that because i think that your experience brought so much light and revelation to your life and that's why you are where you are right now you know you realize that it's not only about these couple of things that I want about a man, but you were in the position of going through a process of self-discovery of who you wanted to become. If we are saying that your partner, your spouse is going to be your number one cheerleader and your helper, you don't only need to work on yourself to get into the best version of yourself, but you also have to have that clarity of where you're going. You need to know what you want to achieve in your lifetime. You need to ask yourself, what is my calling? What is my purpose? What do I want to see happen in my life before I go? Because this person is going to be your helper. So you have to work on your past and your present and your future. You have to be complete by yourself and knowing, okay, because if I know that my life is taking me east and then I meet this cute single boy that's going west, guess what? There's going to be conflict. You might try to compromise a little bit for a while and you might be able to work it out for a couple of years. But at the end of the day, if you're going that way and he's going that way, guess what? Yeah, you're going to grow separately. You know, the other thing that came to me right now was that verse, scripture verse where to whom much is given, I don't know who has, it, much is expected. Much will be required. Why much will be required. So if you're given this amazing man who is honest, responsible with his money, is a go-getter, you're expected to be a lot too. It yes. also works that way. If you're wanting something that is like a beautiful present to be handed over to you, you also have to be this beautiful present that's handed over to that other person. Totally. I love that scriptures. Luke 12, 48, to whom much have been, has been given, much will be, re be required. required. And, to whom, and to whom much has been entrusted, much will be demanded. So as you mentioned it, we are all here to achieve big things in life. You know, we, God has created all of us to be a masterpiece. 
we're not just here to breathe air and occupy space. We're here to solve problems, to help people, to serve others. So you have been called, you all have been called to achieve big things. So you better find someone who's going to help you get there faster, quicker, and in a more fun way. And that's eventually who your spouse is going to be. Someone who's going to be, again, your lover, your best friend, and your helper, your supporter, and your cheerleader, your protector, and your provider, your spiritual leader. Absolutely. Jose Antonio, I know that you're going to be doing, like, you're going to be delving deep into this and helping people really dive into, into manifesting and creating and finding the love of their life. Can you tell us a little bit about that, where they can follow you if they're interested in, in, in joining you on this journey? Of course. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So most of the work I do, I do one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And you can find me on my Instagram is josantonio.valencia. Um, it's a public page. You can send me a, a DM. I, I check most of all of my DMs for people who are interested. And I will be glad to offer a complimentary call to any, any person from the audience. Now, also on the other side, I also know that one-on-one -on -one is not something that everybody can do because of uh, either because of time constraints on myself or because of uh, financial constraints. So I'm going to also be preparing a series of online courses that's going to be that's going to help a lot more people. It's going to make it a lot more accessible. So I will let you know when the courses are ready. So you can also have uh, actually uh, you will have a, a personalized discount code for all the women in your audience who would like to dig in deeper into these and many other kind of exercises that we can work on together. Wonderful. On the, on the blog post, again, mamaconganas.com forward slash 40, forward slash 40, we're going to do, uh, we're going to put the discount code on there. Fantastic. So that anyone listening to this, if you're interested in taking his course, you can get a hold of him, send him a DM on, on Instagram and so that you can join, he can have your information. So when the course is out and ready to go, you'll be able to join them. That's amazing. We're going to be translating this podcast in Espanol because I feel like this is a topic that needs to be like shared with the world. Uh, no, I just, uh, now that you, you mentioned the scripture, uh, I actually, there's one that I really like that I think that everybody should listen. And it's in Proverbs 31.30. And it says, beauty is fleeting and charm is deceptive. But a woman who worships the Lord is to be praised. So I think that it kind of like nails some of the things that we talked about. Beauty will fade and charm is deceiving. So don't look for the fluff. Don't look just for the external appearances. Digging deeper and look for someone who's going to be willing to be your lifelong partner for the rest of your life. Don't, get, don't be deceived by just a facade that a lot of people put just to date or just to seduce you or just to conquer you. It's much better to be patient. Don't uh, lower your standards. Don't settle and just get better. I love that. I love that. And 
now you mamacitas can can see why I love Jose Antonio so much because he's a man who's very spiritual and he always brings a spiritual aspect into our coaching, which for me is so important because I believe that faith and God is like, it's my pillar. It's the pillar of my family and the pillar of, yeah, it's, it's what, it's what keeps me grounded and hopeful and, and with that sense of purpose that, I have yet to fulfill purpose that I have yet to fulfill in my life. So that's another reason I wanted to bring him into the podcast. Thank you so much, Jose Antonio. Thank you, Valentina. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima, es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama, mm -mm. let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.